From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. This is The Chris Smith Show on today's News Talk TNT Radio. G'day, g'day, and welcome to the program. Good to have your company. I hope you're well. I hope things aren't getting you down too much. Although, each and every day when we look at what's happening around the world, I've got to say a lot of it makes you angry. A lot of it looks completely forlorn, lost, never to be retrieved. And it's so frustrating and needless to think that people are being killed as we speak in at least two areas of the world when there is no need for it, none at all. But I digress. One of the things that seems to be needless and one of the things that every single Western country is grappling with is this idea of millions who are wanting to gravitate from second and third world countries into Western countries. It is a worldwide global border crisis. It's not just the southern border of the United States. It's not just into the UK or into Australia. We're talking about a global border crisis. Well, that's where we're heading to first up on the program today because a major blueprint on what to do with the sea of illegal immigrants coming across the southern border of the United States has been distributed. It is now out in the open. And it is a blueprint that I've got to say is a little bit out there, but it's got bipartisan support. So we're going to hear a lot more about it. And I've got to say it could solve several major social geographical problems that the United States faces currently. Now, having said that, I'm not a fan, but maybe you are, and it's a really good topic to talk about today. I'll explain exactly what this new blueprint is in just a second. My special guest today is the intrepid, independent, live video journalist, Corinne Clifford. We're looking forward to her presence on the show. We'll talk foreign spies on the tale of Donald Trump. The bizarre Biden lieutenant espousing some outrageous ideology. You'll start to begin to think that this is made up, that this is kind of AI fake. It is not. And the day Corinne Clifford herself got caught up in an impeachment drama. We've got some tape for you to play. So we'll get to that with Corinne in just a short moment. We've got plenty to unpack from the Middle East because there have been major announcements made by the Israeli government. One of them concerns a deadline on their ground offensive in Gaza, and it's not too far away. And the other, which comes very soon, is a deadline they've placed on Hamas to return the hostages. And I'll get to all of that. We'll unpack that with um, our Army Intelligence Officer, former Army Intelligence Officer, Shane Healy. Plus, in Australia, there's a major defence paper that's been released in Canberra today, which will have major ramifications for security in the Pacific, Indo-Pacific area. We'll get across that review as well. Now, talking about Australia, I have got the irrepressible. I try and look for adjectives every time I have Prue McSween on the program, and they all fit because she's all of it. That's how colourful she is, opinionated and colourful, which is why we like her on the program. Prue McSween will be talking to us. We're going to get across Labor's 
latest border crisis, there you go, happening in Australia at the moment, the push to ban alcohol and drugs in Parliament House. Do we need to do that? Now, seeing that I'm a bit of a teetotaler now after 14 months, that all sounds fine to me. Um, But maybe it's a little bit of an overreaction. Has it really made a difference to the way our politicians are governing? I don't see it. And the new diet guidelines in which science has been replaced by, yes, you guessed it, green ideology. The new diet guidelines to save the planet. Our talkback lines, they are ready for your calls. It is a, I guess, a VIP way to have you say. You can do it on our chat box on um, tntradio.live. You can do all of that, but you can jump online right away. I won't keep you, and you can go straight to where and have your say. It doesn't have to be a long-winded dissertation. It can be simply you having a comment very briefly about something that is bothering you, that you've got an idea about, that you've got a different view uh, to look at. So give us a call on those open line numbers. From the United States and Canada, they are one 201 From the UK, 033-0024-1026. And you can call in from Australia or New Zealand, one 800 Let's get this show moving. You're with Chris Smith. Broadcasting live on the Global News Talk Network, TNT. Delivering the facts. Source I can trust. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, I need your undivided attention with this because I'm about to tell you about a quite unique concept and a proposed bill related to recent US migrants that has bipartisan support. And when new laws or policies or schemes have bipartisan support, they've got a better than even money chance of being enacted. So listen in very carefully. You're going to hear a lot more about this. How would you like to see a huge number of these illegal migrants who are pouring over the border into the US and have done so for a couple of years now, drafted into uniform to fight for the United States of America? Now, the bill is called the Courage to Serve Act, and it's being driven by Hudson Valley Democrat Pat Ryan. I'll play for you what Pat has to say and what his central argument surrounding this concept is shortly. But there are a number of trade-offs that are ingrained in this act, which I think are well worth considering. That's not necessarily saying I'm a fan of the act, but it's certainly worth considering and certainly worth debating if you want to call in on the talkback lines. First, migrants will get to serve in the US military and obtain citizenship plus benefits instead of having to wait the obligatory five years to do so. So for their sacrifice, for their work in uniform, they earn an expedited path to citizenship, which is a fair carrot. The second major trade-off is that right now the military services are really short when it comes to recruits. I think the last time, I think last year, they were 41,000 short of recruits, uh, which has meant that there are some crucial roles in various sections of the military in the United States that are vacant. So that's got to be changed, 41,000 short. So there is another trade-off for such an act. And so these migrants will plug most of those gaps, certainly 40,000 of them, 
And for the period of their service will no longer be a burden on the state's taxpayers. I can hear the New York City mayor uh, cheering about that. And they will not take jobs away from capable Americans looking for the same jobs. That's a relief. Then the third trade-off should be considered because this is the obvious alleviation on the enormous pressure existing in major cities around the United States, like the New York area in particular, where the flow of migrants has turned into a flood. And as Fox News reported this week, just uh, the latest figures, more than 173,000 migrants have entered New York City in just the past two years. 173,000 there. And the city is now totally caring for close to 70,000 of them today, with no end in sight to the crisis because there's still no border deal passed by Congress. They simply can't agree because it's tied in with money for Ukraine. So this unsustainable influx will continue whether we like it or not. This is what Hudson Valley Democrat Pat Ryan says about his proposal. There is no higher honor than serving your country in uniform. If there are folks with the courage to raise their right hand, take an oath to protect and defend our constitution and put their lives on the line for this country, then they sure as hell deserve the opportunity to be citizens in the United States of America. Do they? Do they? What do you think? Is this a major part of the answer to the Biden administration's border policy crisis? It might be. Some people would say, wow, that's got legs. That's certainly worth considering. We often discuss the great advantages, too, of using compulsory national service to help transition troubled school leavers who need additional discipline, additional guidance. Why not put them in national service? And when you think about it, this is a kind of incentivized national service for troubled arrivals, arrivals who in the uh, vast majority shouldn't have even crossed the border. But here are my concerns, and I think they outweigh the benefits. Can we trust those illegal migrants to wear the United States uniform with dignity and act with courage? I'm not so sure. Do we really know what their antecedents are? Because quite often you can do the most comprehensive surveys and tests and research on where people came from and what they got up to in their previous homeland and you don't find out what they did. So can we do that? Well, the vetting process would have to be spot on to be able to trust people who come from a criminal background and then weed them out and put in people who don't. And at a humanitarian level, do you trust the Biden administration to use them humanely? When you consider the fact that the Biden administration is so egged on by the military industrial complex, do we see these non-American recruits in American uniforms being used as fodder? Will they be used as cannon fodder next time some dodgy regime uh, rings up the president to say, can we get boots on the ground? We've got another civil war and off go these migrants. I wouldn't trust the Biden administration to use them properly at all or humanely. And doesn't a Courage to Service Act cheapen the standing, cheapen the esteem attached to joining the United States military? I wonder how veterans feel. If you're a veteran, I'd love to hear from you. Doesn't it devalue the service 
of veterans in the United States? If you're one, let me know. It doesn't surprise me that there's bipartisan support for Ryan's bill because signing up newly arrived migrants to the military solves so many of the problems that exist in the United States right now, which I've articulated. But doesn't it also allow the crux of the president's border policy to be swept under the carpet? I think it does. It doesn't fix the problem. It puts a fat Band-Aid on the problem. Doesn't it let Biden off the hook temporarily? I think it does. It's his inability to fortify the border, to staff the many entry points sufficiently, which I think needs addressing, and it needs resources, and it needs a president who really wants to stop the flow of migrants because I don't think Joe Biden does. As for the problems besetting the US military over low recruitment numbers, they too need to clean up their own mess. They need to do it, not leave it to someone else to do it. How about they stop their woke ideology for a start and their demonising of white recruits and then maybe willing American men and women might be more inclined to sign up to fight for their country. Beware that this bill could be a major band-aid which sadly doesn't solve any of the problems at all. This is TNT. TNT's David Curtin. With a chemistry degree, I can assure you that carbon dioxide is not a harmful gas. We all breathe it out all day, every day as we respire. Carbon dioxide levels have been less than they are now at some points in history, and they've been more than they are now at other points in history. But carbon dioxide levels could increase about tenfold and they would have no harmful effect whatsoever on living organisms or the globe and the planet as Carl Climate Alarmist would tell us that it would do. David Curtin on today's News Talk TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. The benefits of advertising on today's news talk, TNT Radio, should be clear to businesses of any shape or size. It can be accessed anywhere, anytime, by anybody, and is the perfect way to build brand awareness and stimulate digital activity. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. CO2 sustains all life on Earth, but now it's in long-term decline. We face the return of an ice age. We mandate that the truth be told. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Good to have your company on the program. There's so much to get to, and we'll start with truckers who are supporting Donald Trump. They're warning that their refusal to deliver to New York shops and retailers could paralyze New York City. Now, this is a protest against Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Arthur Engeren's decision to fine Trump $335, sorry, $55 million for inflating his net worth by billions. Will pro-Trump truckers have sufficient numbers to send a signal to New York? And where could this lead? My next guest will discuss this, and there's a whole lot more unraveling at the moment. Corinne Clifford is a highly accomplished and versatile freelance journalist based in Washington, D.C. She's pioneered the field of video journalism known as Active IRT in real time, 
focusing on capturing real events as they unfold live and without editing. Now, Corinne's innovative approach has garnered international attention, and she's previously created a YouTube channel with over 1 million subscribers. Corinne Clifford, welcome back to TNT. How are you, Chris? I'm grateful to be back. There's so much news. Yes, you're back so quickly. We shouldn't be seen so often in public like this, Corinne. But I have so much fun with you, Chris, so we might as well go for it because the news is depressing. Yeah, there is a little bit of that. First, do you have thoughts on what I mentioned at the start of the program, the Courage to Serve Act that would have some migrants join the military to expedite their own pathway to US citizenship? Does this concern you? Uh, this is the most concerning news of the day. Uh, this Congressman Ryan is mentally ill, and this whole bill is mentally ill. And if it passes in the House, if it even gets to the Senate, uh, America will be in peril. You join the military in the United States because you take the oath. You take the oath to support the Constitution. We cannot allow migrants, illegals, people who don't understand the U.S. Constitution to serve in our American military. This is unacceptable and this can't happen. And I have interviewed tons of American military veterans who will not allow this to happen. This bill, if this somehow miraculously passes, I don't think it can pass, but if it does, this will cause a major problem with the veterans in the United States of America because they took their oath to represent the U.S. Constitution. That's interesting. I thought it would impact on uh, the pride and the reputation of veterans in particular, I wouldn't have thought that the majority of them would approve of such a policy. Um, and having said that, they're saying, oh, it'll be okay. We'll have a very strong vetting process. Only those who can speak English, only those with an exemplary record, only those who uh, have a legitimate reason to be in. You just don't believe any departmental public servant who would vet and go back properly into someone's history. You wouldn't you wouldn't trust them, would you? No. Now, listen, you need to understand this. In our U.S. military, if you get disciplined, you get disciplined by the military court. So this also brings the migrants, the illegals to a different court. We don't want the migrants. We don't want the illegals in the U.S. military. They don't understand our history. They don't know the U.S. Constitution. The American veterans will not allow this to happen in the United States of America 100 percent because it pulls them into a status where they don't have to abide by our court system. They go to military court. And who controls military court? The military that is now woke under the Biden administration. We can't allow this to happen. Yeah, this is very a definite no. Very true. I would uh, concur with all of that. Now, Jennifer Hernandez, a trucker, has joined in the protest against Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Arthur Ngoran. Here she is uh, speaking about the protest on News Nation. It could shut New York City down. Um, and, you know, I don't want to hurt the people of New York. That's not what I'm trying to do. But my part in it, if, if New York just loses 10 percent, just 10% of the trucks that go in there, their prices are going to skyrocket on everything from milk to eggs to any type of goods that the consumer needs.
So, so tell me, Corinne, what are your feelings about this? I don't get the impression that it's going to make too much of a difference. Uh, I understand the link between the truckers and, of course, Donald Trump. It goes back quite a way. Um, but can they make um, some kind of protest? Can it make a difference? Listen, this female trucker is incredibly brave. She's risking her life. She's risking her liberty. She's risking her job. But she has to have more people join her. And then let's say that they get a massive amount of truckers to boycott New York City. It, it won't work. And everything will backfire on President Donald Trump. Now, I think she's doing this in her own civil disobedience. And that's her right in the United States of America. In the United States of America, we have the Constitution that allows you. The First Amendment says you have the right to do civil disobedience. So I respect her and any trucker that will stand with her united. I respect that. But in the end, New York City will find a way to airdrop supplies. And New York City is almost impossible to stop in its tracks, although COVID closures did that. And I documented that in 2021. And that's why I got banned on YouTube, because I documented it. Yeah. So I have actually witnessed New York City pretty much stop and close with my own eyes. But what I'm saying is that it's not going to be by the truckers. And President Donald Trump really cannot publicly back the truckers because then he could be accused by the governor of New York of backing some type of domestic terrorist group that is going to hurt New York City and to cause a lot of economic damage. So President Trump really needs to stay away from this issue. But the truckers should do this because civil disobedience is what we respect in the United States of America. That's what Martin Luther King taught us. And in the world, that's what Gandhi taught us. It's the only thing that works. Yeah. As long as they exercise their right, whether it makes a difference or not, I think it's still a protest that's worth doing. And um, I think all the best to them. Now, last week, you were outside the US Capitol building while the vote occurred to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas Alejandro. Uh, and you had a shocking experience with US Capitol Police. Before you tell us about what happened, I want to play part of your update from that night. Here it is. I'm filming outside the US Capitol while the vote to impeach Mayorkas is happening inside. I got super into the moment of filming. I got Congresswoman Lauren Boebert and a whole bunch of others. And uh, all of a sudden I was surrounded by US Capitol Police. It's like a deja vu for what uh, J6 political prisoners must have gone through. Uh, they said to me, uh, give us your ID. We're gonna check and see if you have any warrants for your arrest. You're in a restricted area. And I said, whoa, I am a real journalist. Like one of the few boots on the ground, heels on the ground journalists in Washington, DC. And like 10 US Capitol Police surrounded me. Of course they didn't care. Um, they wanted me to have the official press pass for this particular day just over there at the steps of the US Capitol so what I'm trying to tell you is that the First Amendment uh, freedom of press is under attack uh, by our US federal government at this time and that a lot of the J6 political prisoners I mean all of them honestly all of them had no clue that they were in restricted area pretty much most all of them I mean how do you know look at this how do you know you're in restricted area that's interesting. What told you that you're in a restricted area? Was it, was it signposted? Obviously not. 
Yeah, there's no sign. So what happened is that I was uh, following the Republicans in Congress before the vote started. And so Lauren Boebert and other Republicans were getting ignored by mainstream media. And this is a really important point. The mainstream media in Washington, D.C. ignores the Republicans or tries to make fun of them. So Lauren Boebert, she's a congresswoman from Colorado, and others come to me to get footage and to get uh, the real news on the Republican side. And so I got lost in the moment and I didn't realize I'd actually walked onto the steps of the U.S. Capitol and I didn't know that the, that the steps were restricted. I had no idea. I was in the flow of the moment. And of course, I mean, look at me. I don't I don't do any. I'm not a terrorist. I don't do anything wrong. And you they look very know, threatening, Corinne. Come on. Very threatening. Exactly, exactly. They know I'm a journalist. They've seen me there pretty much every day for, what, three years now. And so I feel like I was targeted by the mainstream media. Someone in the mainstream media got mad at me because I was getting better interviews than they were on the steps of the Capitol. Uh, and some of my interviews I haven't even posted yet. But what I'm saying is that in the end, it was someone from the mainstream media who are really ruthless. They were elbowing me and pushing me and they were trying to get all of the coverage for themselves. It's like a dog show there. You just fight each other, the mainstream media in Washington, D.C. So I was really surprised that the U.S. Capitol Police stopped me and didn't try to help me. They're, what they're supposed to do before they can even detain you is say, hey, you're in a restricted area, you need to leave. And then they show you how to leave. And then if you don't leave, then they can detain you. But they detained me and they were very intimidating. And they said they they took my ID. They asked me if I have any warrants, any problems, anything. I'm like, look at me. Do I look like I have any warrants? Do you think I do anything illegal? I'm a real <laughs> member of the press. I didn't have my credentials for that day because I usually get credentials for the day when I want to, but I'm not really interested in their credentialed press pass because then I have to ask the questions they want you to ask. And right now I'm free to ask any question I want. So if I go through Congress and get their accredited press pass for every single day, they give it to you for like three to six months at a time. Many of my friends in the media, especially us Republicans, have gotten our press passes taken away. So it's better for me just to get the press pass per day. And I got lost in the moment and I gave them my ID, but they illegally detained me. What they're supposed to do is say exit this way. And this is what happened to the January Sixers. The people who were in Congress on January 6th, who were the official J6ers and the tourists, they were never officially told you have to exit, you have to leave. And that's what, what is required in the United States of America before they can arrest you, because this is our house. This isn't trespassing. This is what the U.S. taxpayers actually pay for. So the way they detained me was illegal. And that's a symbol of what's happening in Washington, D.C. The U.S. federal government is currently acting in an unconstitutional manner across the board with this current Biden administration. So we have a problem in the United States, Chris. Yeah, they're pushing their weight around. I want to ask you one further question about this, but I've got to get to news and I'll do that right now. We'll go to the newsroom and get an update for our viewers and our listeners right here on TNT. Now, I've got, I've got good news and, and bad news. TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with a quick look at your TNT headlines. Russia has accused Ukraine of using American-made chemical weapons against its soldiers on the battlefield and says it has the evidence to prove it. Australia is overhauling its navy, announcing the largest expansion to its warships since the Second World War. 
And the European Union has announced it's sending a fleet of its own warships to the Red Sea in an effort to protect cargo vessels from further attacks launched by the Houthis in Yemen. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda. It never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. I've got Corinne Clifford with me. Corinne, you just mentioned a short time ago about this apparent animosity between mainstream media operatives who are out in the street gathering news and someone like yourself who's regarded as a truly independent journalist and is prepared to report on uh, incidences that don't follow the narrative which you hear so often amongst mainstream media representatives. The, the media is breaking up. The legacy media, the mainstream media is not as important, not as essential or not as watched or popular as it was, say, 25 years ago. And the, there's this emergence of, you know, everything from TNT radio through until yourself and, uh, you know, everything to Newsmax. We could go on. The list is mammoth. Do you think as a result that, the, that operatives and on-the-road reporters are jealous of the headway being made by independent media? I really do believe that's true, but it's not even jealousy. It's deeper than that. The mainstream media in America is totally controlled, especially in Washington, D.C. They are told what questions they can ask. They're told what they can say. They're told who they can talk to. I witnessed them on the steps of the Capitol before the vote on Mayorkas. I witnessed them ignoring uh, Republicans like Congressman Lauren Boebert and others. They are intentionally told to ignore certain people, to talk to other people. So we have a problem in the United States of America. Newsmax wasn't there, Fox wasn't there. I ended up being there because the Republicans come to me for their press because mm. mainstream media ignores them. So it's yeah. really shocking. That's interesting. All right, let's move on. Michael Schellenberger published a report, which I mentioned late last week, alleging that the US intelligence community asked foreign spy agencies to surveil 26 associates of Donald Trump in the run-up to the 2016 election. Do Americans understand what the CIA did and can do against their interests? No, and but they are beginning to. Now, this journey of blaming everything on the CIA actually started for me in November in Dallas, Texas, when I interviewed a man who told me that he had been paid by the CIA to be one of the assassins for JFK. And that started me off really realizing this. It's culminated in the fact that Tucker Carlson just interviewed Putin and Putin said straight out, it's your CIA. That's the problem. The CIA is really becoming apparently the problem. Our elected officials are not making decisions. It is a deep state, a dark state, a group of very powerful, probably mostly white men, probably Obama too. But what I'm saying is that there is a deep state controlling our government and most governments around the world. So we have a problem because we are supposed to be by the people for the people with the consent of the people. And that's not what's happening anymore, Chris. 
Yeah, it sounds exactly the case. I, I want to talk about the Conservative Political Action Conference, otherwise known as CPAC, which I tune into each and every year. It begins this Wednesday in National Harbour, Maryland, and will attract conservatives from right across America and some abroad as well. How important is the CPAC event in US politics, Corinne? Listen, CPAC is an amazing event. It was founded by Matt and Mercedes Schlapp. They're wonderful people with uh, six daughters. What's happening is that a lot of uh, controversy controversy has happened around this event. And so, of course, just like everything else in the United States of America, when you're successful and you're Republican, you get attacked. So this year, it will be a very important CPAC because obviously President Donald Trump is speaking. And this is a CPAC about making sure that President Donald Trump gets elected and to make sure that there's no more election corruption in the United States of America. So this is probably one of the most important events of this year. And it's a place where everyone can come together and really talk in person. And that's very important because Republicans who actually support President Donald Trump do not get many uh, occasions to get together and really talk. So it starts on Wednesday, it ends on Saturday night, and it's a very important event for anyone who is a conservative who supports President Donald Trump. Now, is it true that anti-Trumpers are setting up their own kind of mini conference? I, I hear that they're trying to get together to, to, to what do they call it? Rebuilding principled leadership. And, and it's very anti-Trump. Where are they doing this? What, what's happening? So they always rent uh, hotels across the street. Uh, CPAC happens at the Gaylord Hotel, which is a massive hotel. It's gorgeous. It's huge. It's right across the way from Washington, D.C., uh, right on the border of D.C. and Maryland. So they get a hotel somewhere in the vicinity and they try to do whatever they do. But CPAC has the best security and I don't feel any risk at all. It, it'll be fine. OK. U.S. Assistant Secretary of Health, you'll love this. Uh, okay. Rachel Levine has claimed that climate change disproportionately affects the mental and physical well-being of black Americans. She recently made a statement for Black History Month. I don't know where it's come from, but have a listen. Hello, I'm Admiral Rachel Levine. This Black History Month, I'm pleased to partner with OMH in advancing better health through better understanding for black communities. Climate change is having a disproportionate effect on the physical and mental health of black communities. Black Americans are more likely than white Americans to live in areas and housing that increase their susceptibility to climate-related health issues. And 65% of black Americans report feeling anxious about climate change's impact. Through our Office of Climate Change and Health Equity and the Office of Environmental Justice, we're working with providers and community leaders to identify innovative approaches that empower communities to address to health consequences linked to climate change. Visit hhs.gov for more information and tune in next Thursday to hear from another HHS leader on how you can contribute to advancing better health for black communities. Uh, Corinne, excuse my French, but what a lot of bullshit. You know, if you have a black community in low socioeconomic areas that may be low-lying, that may be due, therefore, to additional flooding, if, of course, there is additional flooding in the world, what about all the rich people and the wealthy white people who are situating their fabulous Hampton-style houses right next to the ocean and on the shoreline with beautiful views of, um, you know, the water? It's just total crap. 
I mean, this video was one of the most shocking videos I have ever seen in my entire life. No less, it was put out by the U.S. military. We are in trouble in the United States of America. This video is totally fake, totally false. I don't even know what else to say. It's shocking. What they're trying to do is get the black vote turned against President Donald Trump. But if yeah. you look at the statistic, black voters don't want the migrants. Black voters are turning for Trump over the issue of immigration in the United States of America. Yeah. Trump has more black voters this time than he ever has. Yeah, that's that's true. But that's probably one of the reasons for the video. And, you know, in, in COVID times, we had the FBI in um, places like Facebook and Twitter overseeing what was being said and whether it was following the government narrative and something like that if it was in reverse, would have been scrapped, would have been cancelled, the account would have been cleared, but she's allowed to get away with it. I mean, we're in trouble. This is a clown show. This <laughs> video should prove to everyone in the world that the United States of America, especially our military, is a clown show now. And I'm embarrassed. I'm actually humiliated for the first time after watching this video to say that I'm American. I'm embarrassed. Climate change affects black Americans more. Like, it's just fanciful. Show us propaganda. the evidence. Propaganda. Propaganda. Oh, propaganda made up of lies. That's what it is. Now, this seven-year-old boy, Corinne, shot at uh, Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church earlier this month, is fighting for his life after multiple surgeries to his brain and skull, according to his grandmother. And now the president says it's time to act on gun control in the aftermath of Wednesday's deadly shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Um, there are important questions to raise here, but I think he might be going about it the wrong way. I mean, the bottom line with these shootings, and I have to be really careful how I word this because Alex Jones got in a lot of trouble for talking about shootings. So I'm just going to ask this question. Does it seem uh, possible that a shooting would just happen out of nowhere? In the United States of America, you know, we have the right to bear arms. We should never give that up. So when you look at these shootings and you see who's actually doing the shootings, it looks to me like a setup. It looks like it's a setup from our deep state probably our own CIA, sue me if you want to, to make sure that people want to try to get rid of our guns, our right to bear arms. The person that walked into Joel Olstein's church, I'm just going to call it a person, we still don't know if it was a man or a woman, got shot right away because Joel Olstein has a mega church, one of the most well-attended churches in the United States of America, and he has the best security. But it's sending a chilling uh, scare tactic and so a seven-year-old child's life is being in danger right now. That, to me, seems like a setup on the highest level. And the shootings that happened at the Kansas City party uh, were shocking, too. But that doesn't mean that we should get rid of gun rights ever. We have the right to bear arms. And in the United States of America, we should never give that up. Look what happened to France. Look what happens to countries in Europe. Looks, well, look what happened to China. You can never stand up for yourself if you give away your right to bear arms. It's the people people who cause the violence. It's not the guns. Okay. I want to ask one more question before we uh, try and get some of our viewers and our listeners to go and follow your work at the moment. A woman who doesn't even have the ability to legally vote in the United States was sworn into San Francisco's Elections Commission last Wednesday. Oh, this is an insane story. 
This is shocking too. You know, I'm from California. The fact that Governor Gavin Newsom in California is even allowing this, supporting it, swearing in someone who's an immigrant from Hong Kong, who doesn't understand the U.S. Constitution, who has no knowledge. She can't even vote. This woman doesn't even have the right to vote. How dare she be on any election commission in the United States of America? And I promise you, American citizens back me up on this one 100%. This hasn't gone across America yet because it's a holiday weekend. Today is the official President's Day in the United States of America. So this news is going to take another week to go across America. But once Americans realize that we are under attack with our election commissions, with people. We don't know who this is. It could be a Chinese spy. She could be from this Chinese Communist Party. We have no idea who this person from Hong Kong is. How dare she be allowed on the election commission in San Francisco? It's embarrassing again, Chris. It is. It is embarrassing. And you're right about her affiliation with the Chinese Communist Party. Ever since uh, China started to rule with an iron fist over their newly acquired Hong Kong, they've been very, very strict about people who are connected to the party and people who are not connected to the party. So it just wouldn't surprise me that someone has stuffed this up royally. Now, will you be attending the uh, CPAC conference next week? Yes, of course. I, it starts tomorrow night. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry, this week. Yes. Yes. You'll yes. be attending. It'll be interesting. You'll be reporting on that. And how can our viewers and our listeners see some of your material? So I go on X, even though I get censored occasionally on X, I go on X and then I go on Instagram and then I have a telegram called Corinne Unredacted, but you have to spell my name properly. I'm so sorry to even say that. It's C-O-R-I-N-N-E-C-L-I-F-O-R-D on X, on Instagram. And then I go on shows like yours, Chris. I'd like to come back and tell you what happens at CPAC. Please. Exciting things happen there because I can actually talk to the elected officials one on one and really sit with them and maybe sometimes even have a drink with them and really talk to them in depth. It's a very uh, it's very important because you can actually have community and really get to know people on a deeper level than normal, because in Congress, it's always very stressful. Yeah, absolutely. You're uh, you're right in the thick of it. And hopefully we can. Uh, grab a report from you uh, right in the middle of CPAC and see how we go. Thank you so much for your time, Corinne. Much appreciated. God bless you. Peace, Chris. Thank you. Good on you. Thank you for that, Corinne Clifford. There you go. She had her own drama uh, in a restricted area, but no sign saying that it is restricted. It was a step. Gee, they're, they're tough, aren't they? But it's gone beyond tough. They're being vi- they're victimising people, especially people that they know don't follow the government narrative, don't ask the right questions, don't suck up to the politicians to come back and have, a, have more access or further access with them. Someone like Corinne wouldn't be operating that way. She will ask the question she wants to ask, and damn it, if there's a problem getting access to that politician next time, that's not her problem. But see, this is what the mainstream media has been doing for decades in the US. You suck up and then you remain within the firm. I'm sorry, that's not what new media does. Got to take a break and there's plenty of issues there to discuss. If you want to jump on our talkback lines, do so. This is TNT. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. State propaganda media has once again outed themselves as pure partisans, just parroting the party line with their criticism of Tucker Carlson's interview of Vladimir Putin. Carlson gave a pretty hard-hitting interview called 
Putin out on the Wall Street Journal reporter that is in custody saying that he should be released having that conversation. But more importantly, getting Putin's perspective on the Ukraine war and why he chose to initiate it. That's called journalism. Yet none of our journalists seem to be the least bit interested in committing journalism. They're more interested in calling for Tucker to be arrested on the tarmac when his plane returns to the United States. It's absolutely disgraceful how these people claim the moral high ground when they're nothing more than moral midgets. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's News Talk TNT. When the world's endangered animals need help most, when their lives are at greatest risk, when they would otherwise be lost, the International Fund for Animal Welfare is there, taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. But the danger to animals the world over is growing, and the need for your help has never been more urgent. On land, you'll help stop poachers from threatening and killing elephants and big cats for the illegal wildlife trade. In the oceans, you'll help rescue dolphins, whales, and seals from deadly hazards. And you'll help rescue, rehabilitate, and release vulnerable animals when disasters strike. Here at home and around the world, we can't do this work without you. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org. This is The Chris Smith Show on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Thank you so much for your company and thank you very much for having your own conversations and talking about the issues that matter to you on our chat box, which you can do on tntradio.live and uh, a few comments there. One from Lou and Lou says, Julian Assange, everything else is is irrelevant, especially American garbage. No, 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 Lou. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, most of the biggest stories in the world emanate from America. It just so happens to be still a major superpower. So let's not ignore the major superpower, no matter what might be happening or not happening there. You mentioned Julian Assange. Do not look at TNT as a network that will ignore what's going on with Julian Assange. This is the very last network in the world in any form of media who would do that, and you know that. We've mentioned Julian Assange just about every day for the past 20 20 months, at least, since we've been on air. Uh, Misty, of course, did a fantastic job following the uh, trials and tribulations of Julian Assange. We talk about Julian's coverage this week in London. We will be there live, Lou. Be careful. Like at the end of the day, we're on your side. You're on our side when it comes to Julian Assange. So I'm I'm hearing what you're saying. But at the moment, it is something like 4.50 in the morning in the UK. No courts are open. The court case with Julian Assange doesn't start for another four hours. So take it easy. We'll be broadcasting from there on the first day. And if there's a second day that's required and it's set down for a second day, we will be there as well. We've got all the heavy duty hitters, the head honchos at TNT there in London for the outside broadcast. So steady on, Lou. Be patient. Um, Wiltek has sent uh, a little message on the chat box in reference to some of the things we've been talking about. And uh, the narrative's coming from the Biden administration. And Wiltek says, the Romans tried it. 
The USA is going the way of Rome, and it's about time too. Thank you so much for having your say. If you want to jump on our open line, do so. I've got some time right now. And uh, if you can jump on the board, I'll take your call right away. You can call in from the United States or Canada on one eight 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 two zero one six four two five. Are you interested in seeing what happens at CPAC? Are you interested in what Donald Trump has to say? And are you interested in what the anti-Trump brigade will do right across the road from the venue? It's bizarre, isn't it? How that fracture has occurred because of the polarisation of Donald Trump. If you want to phone through from the United Kingdom, please do so on 033-0024-1026. And from Australia or New Zealand, you won't be left out. You can dial in straight away and you'll get straight to air on 1-800-670-310. As I say to all my friends and people who say, I want to get on your radio program and tell people what I think, well, just write the number down in your smartphone so that when you do want to have your say, you've got the number right at hand and you don't have to work at, work out what it is, all right? It's 1-800-670-310 from Australia or New Zealand. Now, some news out of Washington. A Ukrainian cybercrime kingpin. This is interesting because quite often we hear about the crimes being committed, the hacking being committed, but very rarely do we have the end result. Have a listen, a Ukrainian cybercrime kingpin who ran some of the most pervasive malware operations faces 40 years in prison after spending nearly a decade on the FBI's cyber most wanted list. Yakselev, Iganovich, Penchikov, 37 years of age, pleaded guilty this week in the US to two charges related to his leadership role in both the Zeus and iced ID malware operations that netted millions of dollars in the process. Penchkovov's case will be seen as the latest big win for US law enforcement in its continued fight against cybercrime and those that enable cybercrime. Penchkovic first became involved in the Zeus banking Trojan as early as May 2009 but was only arrested over a decade later in Geneva, Switzerland in 2022. Now, tomorrow on the program, it's Cyber Wednesday on this show, and we'll have Alex Zaharoff-Royt uh, on the program. And I will mention this story to him and see if he can give us a little bit more information, a little bit about what that particular malware did and how easy it was to invade servers and computer systems and therefore then ask for ransoms. And that's, I think, how it works. Uh, to release and unhook and unleash the server so that they can operate their computer systems. I think that's how it works, but we'll get Alex's version of all of that. But it's quite often we don't get down to the tin tax. We find out what the hacking's all about and the cybercrime that occurs, but very rarely do we find out who the kingpin is because it's it's needle in the haystack stuff. They can hide their identity and hide their appearance so easily. So as that case plays out, it'll be very, very interesting indeed to actually see um, what's been going on and how this particular investigation went. I wanted to get you some information about a COVID um, study that's been done. Now, as you may remember, about a month ago, a little bit over a month ago, um, I want to go to a call. You've got Ben from the Gold Coast on the line. Let's go to Ben's call before I tell you about the COVID study. Ben, good day. G'day, Chris. Uh, thanks a lot, mate. Just quickly, yeah, co uh, CPAC. CPAC is extremely interesting. Uh, work 
preventing me from being able to get there this year. But as I've told people, I think next year will be even bigger and better because Donald Trump will be in the White House, won't he, Chris? And then when that yeah, yeah. president... That could be right. You've, it's probably right. Do you try and watch CPAC when you can, when it comes in every year? Yes, we certainly do. We love it because compared to Australian politics, it's got a real showbiz element about it. The people take it extremely seriously and they put on a great event. Perhaps we're going to get across there next year, Chris. What do you reckon? That'd be fantastic. I'd love to broadcast from Maryland this year. I'd love to be there right now. Well, let's let's put our piggy bank together and we'll be there this time next year. Well, it it will take on a completely different significance if Donald Trump is in the White House. Yeah, it'll be better than the Beatles, mate. (laughs) Good on you. Thank you for the call, Ben. We'll put our uh, heads together and try and get the cash together. No charmers. All right. Thank you, Ben. There you go. Yeah, wouldn't that be good to be broadcasting from there and therefore take most of uh, those very passionate speeches that come from CPAC and the rousing applause? You know, it's very show busy like as ben indicated and uh it's quite an event okay to this COVID report you'll remember about a month or so ago a deep throat whistleblower came out of the blue and had data that showed that the impact on excess deaths were attributed from or came from the vaccine regime the mandates that were came into being in New Zealand at the time, all of a sudden there was this incredible spike in excess deaths. And he showed us the graphs and the data he had, and there was all sorts of hell to pay for him. They didn't want to address the whole idea that he might have been right, um, and he was. They didn't want to address that. They just wanted to address the fact that he shouldn't have had the data in the public sphere. It just goes to show you that all of these health professionals and politicians do not want to lose face about what they were saying during the COVID pandemic and especially now that some of the data is coming out. But New Zealand has put together another study on the impacts of COVID-19. Have a listen. The largest COVID vaccine study to date has identified some risks associated with the shot. Researchers from the Global Vaccine Data Network in New Zealand analysed 19 million people, 19 million who received COVID vaccinations across eight countries. So it's not just in New Zealand. These are New Zealand researchers doing the work in eight different countries around the world. They monitored for increases in 13 different medical conditions in the period after people received a COVID vaccine. This is interesting. Very similar to the data that was released about six weeks ago. The study, which was published in the journal Vaccine last week, found that the vaccine was linked to a slight increase in neurological, blood and heart-related medical conditions, according to a press release from GVDN. These people aren't wackos. These people aren't conspiracists. This is an official agency. People who receive certain types of mRNA vaccines were found to have a higher risk of myocarditis, which is inflammation of the heart muscle. We've all known this. We've reported on it. We've told you about it. Uh, Many of uh, the experts that I've had on the program have been cancelled and had their accounts come down because they dared to say what is now being proven. Some viral vector vaccines were linked to a higher risk of blood clots in the brain, as well as an increased likelihood of Guillain-Barre syndrome, a neurological disorder in which the immune system attacks the nerves. 
Other potential risks included inflammation of part of the spinal cord after viral vector vaccines and inflammation and swelling in the brain and spinal cord after viral vector and mRNA vaccines. This is all in the press release. The size of the population in this study increased the possibility of identifying rare potential vaccine safety signals. So basically they're saying the fact that they were looking across eight countries gave them a very accurate and broad spectrum um, result on the impacts of the vaccines, which are far greater than what we were told and promised when they were rolling out these damn things. And that is what we have learned since COVID-19 hit I've got to take a break. We'll get you some news. And then after the news, we'll catch up with our guests next hour, including Prue McSween and Shane Healy. This is Chris Smith.